millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, what's up? You're listening to The Alt and Our Stars. That is the name of the podcast. My name is Chris Payne. I'm your host, and uh, our guest this week is Marielle Loveland. She's a singer of Candy Hearts. They're a pop-punk band based out of New Jersey. I like them a lot. And I really had a good time talking to Marielle. She's in an interesting frame of mind right now because she just got off of Warp Tour, and we're going to talk about that a lot. So kind of a whirlwind couple months for her of waking up in a different city every day, not exactly knowing what was going to go on with her life, to now being back, living in her apartment, and hanging out with her cat, thinking about her next record. And we're both from New Jersey, so we can both relate to a lot of these New Jersey things. We talked about a lot of fun stuff. We talked about the new Candy Hearts record and what it might sound like. We talked about how she just did a big performance with Weezer on the AP Awards. We talked about Paramore and how she's friends with those guys, how she's friends with Newfound Glory. She has a lot of cool friends, and she's a cool person. So I really enjoyed this one. I hope you enjoy listening to it, too. And uh, if you have any feedback, I would also definitely appreciate that. You can tweet it at me, at cpain on a plane, um, or you can just leave a comment in the comment section positive, negative, whatever. I appreciate all the feedback. So however however you are listening to this, whether it's SoundCloud, iTunes on the Billboard site, whatever, thank you so much for listening, and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey, yeah, so the setting here is Billboard's brand new office. We're in a conference room. Uh, I think both of us have gotten lost several times today, maybe inside this office or just outside of it but yeah i'm here with marielle hi marielle from candy hearts <laughs> and you're just dealing with that new york city subway right now i'm just covered in sweat <laughs> literally i was like cool i'm home from warp tour now i don't have to be sweaty until next summer and now i'm back there's still a couple weeks of sweatiness i was just hoping to you know i feel like i've adapted enough that only extreme temperatures make me sweat because of mm -hmm. this summer but i was thinking that just spending 10 minutes in a subway would be okay it's not mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i feel like with bill or with uh with warp tour being there maybe kind of adds like 
good 10 degrees on things because it's usually on some sort of an asphalt black top yeah and a parking lot just like sun beating down usually the set times all end pretty much before like night falls right yeah um our set was i feel like most of the time i would look at it and it would be like four o'clock the hottest time of the day right when we play and the sun was just at the point where it was like right on you on the stage and I would just melt. Yeah, and because I was following you guys on Twitter, and it seemed like there's no definitive time that holds true all summer for when you play. It seems like you yeah. find out about that kind of last minute, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's really cool because it allows all bands to have the same chance for a good spot, you know, um, even small ones. It's kind of random. Um, and you wake up in the morning and you find out whether you can sleep more mm-hmm. <laughs> or you have to get up. <laughs> Yeah, because I would see you would just tweet in the morning. Oh, it's uh, we're on the Kevin Says stage today at uh, three o'clock. Yeah, I guess that would just be it, and that's how kids find out. Yeah, they have that big like schedule. Mm, the blow up thing, schedule in the middle. Big, that blow up thing, yeah. And there's like the the artist names are like velcroed to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Move them around. I feel like it's so nostalgic for me that big blow up thing just feels like being a teenager. <laughs> do, do they have an app now? Um, they, they, they must. They, I know they have an app for the tour managers that has it. I think <laughs> they just give it to the tour managers. Yeah, well, because you have to buy, you out. have to buy a schedule. It's two dollars. Okay, so they've got a little, they've got a little hustle there. It's worth it though. The two, I would pay the two dollars if I was going. Is it is it the same as the uh the, like program? Is it that kind of deal? Um, I don't know what's in the program. I'm I'm remembering like way back, Alternative Press would make like a. It will look kind of like the magazine, but be oh, a program. Oh, no, no, no. That's yeah. a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a sheet of paper that has a map and on one end, because uh, it's different every day of where everything is, and then a uh, so the schedule of all the stages on the other end, which I would convince, <laughs> I would always be in our meet and greet line being like, oh, who is the schedule? Can I like take a photo of that map? Because <laughs> I would just get lost constantly. I would forget where we parked because I would roll out of bed and not go back until the night. And... um. So I would be just walking in circles looking for our van. <laughs> this seems like so much stuff to put together every single day. It's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like kind of amazing, you know, that they could pull it off. Yeah. I always just think logistically all the moving parts. It's amazing how it works as well as it does. But at the same time, they've been doing this for 15 years so I think there's like 20 years 20 I okay. think 21 I think you know, yeah what I'm probably thinking of is their handle says like warp tour 15 for the year but not that's not the anniversary but yeah yeah 20 would make sense because like 95 yeah that would make sense yeah that's a long time I guess I mean they've got it down everything runs really smoothly yeah. it's crazy yeah so if you haven't pieced this together. Kenny Hart's just got off the warp tour about what two weeks ago. Yeah, I I feel like I just got home last week because there's that drive from Seattle to New York. Mm-hmm. That's a drive. <laughs> that is a drive. I never wanted to know what that drive was like. That was a straight shot because it ended. Oh, you're saying it, it ended in Seattle. It ended in okay. Seattle. So. I just remember listening to the Wonder Years where they were singing that they have that song where they talk about like doing that 40 hour drive and being like, oh, I totally messed up my life by choosing this career path. And I was just Mm -hmm. sitting in the van being like, yeah, I get it. 
I get it. Didn't want to understand those lyrics. Yeah, yeah. But I get it. It's like you knew in the back of your mind what was up. I knew that it was coming all summer, that drive. But, oh, God. It was so long. And you're like, damn it. Now I have to write my own song about driving across the country coming back from Warp Tour. Yeah. It's like when you look at your GPS and it says one day and 17 hours. <laughs> you know what that feels like? Mm -hmm. <laughs> one day. And then and then you pass through a time zone and it adds an hour onto it and you're like, oh, oh I, I still don't know that. what time it is. I still have no idea what time it is at all. I'm like so confused. And I got home and oh, the best part was so we drove a day and 17 hours is what it said on the GPS. So it was probably like a 40 hour drive um, with the stops we made to Chipotle and stuff. Um but we drove straight, pretty much sleeping and waking up, rotating, because we have bunks in the back of the van. Mm -hmm. And then 15 minutes from home, I get woken up by um, our drummer, who was like, Mario, get get out of the back of the van and come up front. It's not safe for you to be in the back. I'm like, why? He's like, we're pulled over on the side of the road. So, you know, if you pull over, you're supposed to get in seatbelts in the front and stuff okay. in case someone hits the back of your car. Good and I was just tip. like, I didn't know that. That's yeah. A good pro tip. Yeah. yeah you're supposed first. to, yeah. you're supposed to keep your seatbelt on and stay in the car. Um, especially if you're on the side of a highway and cars are, you know, mm -hmm. so I was just in the bunk lying down and we didn't have a trailer. So I was like just covered in all of our stuff. Um, and I was like, why, why just we're 10 minutes from home. Let's just go. And he was like the, we broke down. And I was like, no, 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 turn, turn off the van and turn it back on. It'll totally start. And it didn't start. So 15 minutes from my exit in Jersey, we broke down and my mom came and picked us up. <laughs> what was the call like when you were like, mom, can you come get us? I was like, I didn't even say, can you come get us? Because I didn't want to be like, mom, come get me and I'll leave these guys with the van to figure it out. <laughs> I would never do that. Um, but I was like, mom, my AAA expired. I don't know what to do. And she's like, I have AAA. I'll just come. Because mm. our AAA expired on the road. Such a rookie move. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and because I've mooched off my parents' AAA too. It goes by vehicle, right? It Not goes by person. By person. So okay. as long as the person is there, it could be any vehicle. Okay. Um. So I got AAA for myself because we were touring so much in such a, you know, unreliable old car mm. um but it expired and i didn't realize it expired um and i found out expi it expired because our trailer broke and i called them to see if they had like a roadside assistance person because it was something that you could like definitely fix if you had the right tools and i just like right there right and obviously i don't have any tools i can't do tool stuff <laughs> so i called them and they're like oh not only is your membership expired but we don't do trailers and I was like, oh, so like, what do you do? <laughs> I was about to say this is starting to just sound like a big ad for someone to use AAA, but it turned into the opposite of that. Yeah. No, it is the opposite <laughs> what do of that. You do? Yeah. It's like, what do you do? You could tell me three miles. That's it. I could walk three miles. <laughs> but so. You guys, you, you guys put something up online to help out with the the costs of the, the well the van, right? Yeah, well, because we need a new transmission, which is really bad. But you got to figure we crossed the country four times in um a vehicle that was made in two thousand one, mm -hmm. so that's pretty good. 
Um, definitely stoked that it made it that far and it broke down right by where my mom works. That's so lucky. Wow. So lucky. <laughs> um, but uh, we we came out with this record, uh, Acoustic Hearts. I think you guys actually premiered the, the first track from it. Um, and so kind of with Warp Tour, like I put it on the back burner and I stopped promoting it online and I forgot about it a bit, except like, you know, people would come buy it at our merch table and stuff. Mm. And so when our car broke down, I was like, oh, you know, I could start trying to sell this again because I totally <laughs> forgot that this is something that we put online. Um, and it was only $5 because it's an EP. So mm. I figured it would be the perfect thing because I don't want to like ask people to just give me money. Like they could just buy our music and that helps just as much and doesn't make me feel like mm. a beggar. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's it's something that I'd, I... As someone who doesn't play in a band is kind of on the outside of it, I don't really think it's there's any stigmas at all because this happens so often to bands. It, what what you see a lot is tr- issues like you had with the vehicle breaking down, and also when bands get their stuff stolen. And well, when bands the get their stuff stolen, I think it's okay to beg. That's mm. horrible. It can ruin an entire band. Like I mean, it's thousands and thousands of dollars. Like, that's just awful. Breaking down is something that just happens. It's life. It happens to everybody, but Mm -hmm. you should never get your stuff stolen. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And nothing like that has ever happened to you guys. Um, well, actually, yeah. Um, our guitar player, we went on this huge tour last summer. Um, it was pretty DIY. We went with, uh, it was with Seaway and Driver Friendly and Stick Up Kid. And when we finally got home after like, we had done a bit of Warp Tour too. Mm-hmm. So we left in June and we came back in August. And when we came back, our hometown show his guitar got stolen from the venue and we never saw it again. Mm. So this wasn't even out of your van or no, anything. No, it was like, in the it venue. It was in the venue. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Does, do you see this? Is this a common thing you see a lot? Yeah, it is. Um, it definitely is. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Huh. I think that it's just bands are easy targets. You can always tell who a band is. Like when I drive past people on the mm. highway, I'm like, that's a band. Yeah. You can tell. And so it's easy to steal, especially because a lot of people are in like really crappy cars. I could probably break into half the band's cars mm. that I know because they're all a little bit broken, you know? Mm. 
So it sounds like the sort of thing where there isn't some like great advice you can give where it's like, oh, do this, this, and this, and it'll never happen. It seems like it's one of those things where you can just sort of try your best with the old vehicle, the old setup you have. and Yeah, I mean, there's definitely – I read recently that there's like this GPS you could put on your van or trailer that okay. tracks it. Um, so if it gets stolen, you can track it. Um that seems really cool. It also seems like it would be expensive. I haven't looked into it, but there are definitely things you can do. Like there are certain mm. places, certain cities where people always get robbed. And those cities, when we play them, it's in and out. Like I will not stay overnight there. I'm like, this is, I've heard so many stories of people getting robbed in like Chicago and I love Chicago, mm. but I've heard a lot of bands getting robbed there and obviously Detroit and places in California and stuff. So it's best to just leave those places and stay outside of the city somewhere else. Um, that is a bit, like, safer, I guess. Yeah. Not that it's necessarily unsafe there. It's just when you hear about people getting robbed, I always take note of where. Yeah, and it's like you just see trends, and, like, trends are trends. Yeah, absolutely. You see trends of, like, I don't know, like, 10 bands get their stuff stolen in Chicago in one year. You're like, let's not stay mm, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So on a happier note, it sounds like the band is choosing to stick with this van, just repair the transmission, keep it going. Yeah, well, I just got it. Okay, so it's been around since 01, but you guys have got it very recently. Yeah, yeah, it's a big upgrade from our old one. Okay. Yeah, it had air conditioning. That was the stipulation. With there the was no air conditioning in the old one? No. Damn. No, it was miserable. <sighs> yeah, it was so bad. I didn't think it would be that bad, honestly. Like, I'm not even someone who likes air conditioning. But after last summer, I just remember, um, very vividly I remember this, lying on the back of vinyl seating with my body sticking to the vinyl and I was like peeling myself off. Mm -hmm. I was just like in my underwear and we had no tint either. So it was just beating down and like truckers would just see me in my underwear and like wave <laughs> and I'd be like, go away. <laughs> and um, I just was laying there holding an eight pound bag of ice that I bought at like a 7-Eleven and our bassist turns to me and he says, like, you know, you know, it'd be the worst way to die. I was like, what? And he was like, of exposure. I think I think this would be the worst way to die. And I'm like, I think we might already actually be dead and, and don't even know it. <laughs> it was the hottest I've ever been in my life. I and it just didn't end. We would get into a venue and the venues that we were playing were all DIY, mm -hmm. didn't have air conditioning. So there was like no relief, at least with Warp Tour. You could find relief places, but this was just unending. God, I bet, I bet like the Oasis would be Starbucks on the road or something. Like it was. That. Yeah. 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 Love Starbucks. God. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Starbucks in this area where we're, we're near Grand Central Station for those listening. The new billboard office. You have a Starbucks right underneath your office. You do have a Starbucks underneath That's our nice. office. That's nice. That's dangerous. Yeah. It's, yeah. Are you a coffee drinker? I am a big coffee drinker. How do you drink your coffee? I prefer iced coffee, but what what my routine is, I stop by this place that's a block away from my apartment. I live in Williamsburg, and I like in the summer when it's hot on the subway to have my iced coffee out the door on the way to work, drink most of it, maybe like two-thirds, three-quarters on like a low sleep night. Yeah. And like finish up the last bit at my desk at work. That's what I do. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Um, that's my move. Okay. Everyone's got to have their coffee move. Yeah, definitely. And then keep the empty cup. Sometimes I would refill it with water. Okay. 
Yeah. We, we have extra cups around here, so. Well, see, at the office I worked at, there were plenty of cups, but they were all, like, ones you would have to wash. Right, yeah. So I would save, like, refill it and have water that tasted vaguely like coffee. Yeah. So it tasted like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. But like a little, like, like low-key jolt for the afternoon. <laughs> but the, the, that coffee water. <laughs> a little bit of coffee water in the yeah. afternoon. But you don't want to, like, amp yourself up too much. <laughs> That's good. I like coffee so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in the Candy Hearts Twitter handle, or it's in the it's in the the name above the Twitter handle. Yeah, you know, we decided to do that. Um, we all decided to put that in our bios. I run um, our band Twitter as like my own personal Twitter, and then the guys each have their own Twitter. Um, and we all put that in together and got matching. Um, this summer we got matching coffee cup tattoos. Except John went home early that day with his girlfriend, so he missed out. He didn't get it. Okay. So two-thirds of us mm. have the matching tattoo. <laughs> mm. And shout out to their Twitters, too, because actually I didn't, I wasn't aware they had their own. Well, if and you this, read our Twitter bio, it would say. Oh, I must have <laughs> just stopped at the coffee cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's John Ryan underscore. Or underscore John Ryan. One of those. Mm-hmm. And um, Consult the Candy Hearts and Matt, Twitter bio. Yeah, and, and Matt Ferraro. Okay, okay. But John's is, is a really good Twitter because every once in a while he'll get tagged because someone made a song with Pitbull named John Ryan who doesn't have any social media accounts. Mm-hmm. So as the John Ryan with probably the most followers because there are not that many yeah he gets tagged in a lot of pitbull things hmm that, that would kind of be a fun alter ego to live out though i've heard yeah. from people who collaborated with pitbull that he is just the most positive uplifting life-affirming person really yes he signs his emails with mr worldwide oh my god that's amazing not that i've emailed with pitbull but i've heard this secondhand mr worldwide <laughs> that's tight yeah you know, he's killing it. He's like always in a suit. He's like on the beach in a suit. It's like, aren't you sweating? I'm like makeup melting down my face on the beach. And then mm-hmm. Pitbull is like in a suit looking sharp. And after Labor Day, even in all white. Yeah. It takes a real, a real cool cat to pull that off. Absolutely. He's kind of killing it. Pitbull is. I saw Pitbull when he toured with Kesha, which I think was the best time to <gasps> see Pitbull. I love, love, love yeah. Kesha. I love that song they do together. Mm-hmm. It's Timber. so good, yeah, really good. That was in, I think, the Borgata Casino in Atlantic <gasps> City. The Borgata. That was you know, crazy. That's where I spent my twenty-first birthday. Oh shit! Yeah, so I'm like super, super Italian, <laughs> and any important event is like with your family and not your friends. So, mm. as a good Italian girl, for my twenty-first birthday, me and my sister, who were, were twins, went to Atlantic City and you would think it would be a huge party and like really crazy but we went with my grandmother and my mother okay and that was our 21st birthday and I won 50 bucks nice yeah so it sounds like you've been having like a good time doing some like different things since Warp Tour wound down yeah I've been going out a lot more than usual you know usually when I come home from tour I either go right back to work or I stay inside um and don't go anywhere Cause now it's about the time where I have to like write a record and I'm putting it off. Um, 
So I've been trying to have fun before I make myself miserable. Mm-hmm. So where are you at in writing the record? You, you just haven't started anything? Well, no. I mean, I'm always working on songs like throughout the year. Um, but it really comes together when I choose to be like, this is, it's been a year since our last release. It's time now to have a record. And um, so I've, I've been writing throughout the year. I think I have like five songs that I feel like are fine. I don't know if they're right for the record though. You know, like I haven't decided what I really want to do. And I was thinking of, you know, having like an acoustic track on there, but then we did acoustic hearts and I put the tracks that I'd written for that on acoustic hearts, which I'm actually, I'm happy I did that. Um, cause it's kind of like starting fresh, you know? Right. So I have five songs. Maybe one of them will make it on, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. So the early, early stages is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm determined to get it done within the next two months. Okay. It probably, I don't okay. know if it'll happen, but I'm determined. Okay. And so your process is you write on your own and then you take what you have completed to the rest of the band. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then we we put it together. Yeah. It's nice that way. Um, Because I definitely need a lot of alone time to at least write lyrics, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I need a lot of time and space from the songs that I'm writing. So I'll write, like, a piece of a song and just leave it for a couple days and then finish it. And you can't do that really when you're writing with other people. Mm -hmm. Even though that's fun, too. Mm. cool cool so i guess probably i guess sometime next year fans can expect oh absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. i wouldn't want more than like two years to pass between records right i feel like that's way too long i already feel like it's too long because you guys formed what 2010 yeah and i think there there's been almost one one sort of release a year Yeah, yeah so yeah i stay on top of it yeah from what you're saying, it sounds like you are very, like, very determined to put things out and, like, keep things coming on some sort of a schedule. Absolutely. I think my biggest fear is to have nothing come out and disappear and then put something out that's really good, but I've already disappeared and, like, the five people who would have bought it before don't buy it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's like such an irrational fear because I feel like there's not enough people <laughs> listening to it either way for it to, like for me to like disappear disappear because i already technically am disappeared i guess you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was it seems like you you have have a good mindset on things but what do you mean when you say disappear because i don't i don't think you're in danger of disappearing i don't know like like for me you know we're such a small band that it's it's ridiculous to think that way but like say i was like i don't know Lady Gaga or something and I didn't put out an album for like four years and then I put one out I feel like it could go either way it could be an amazing comeback Mm -hmm. or it could be nobody cares at all because you've been gone and they forgot about you right yeah and what what you're bringing out is that for some artists and maybe it's only once you reach a certain level but for some artists the the layover like the bigger weight kind of raises the stakes yeah. It's kind of like how with a band like Jawbreaker, there's a band called Jawbreaker Reunion. Oh, that's my like, favorite it's band a, name. It's, it's like a, <laughs> a joke at this point of the band like ever getting back together. And it's just like, 
grown so much so legendary because like they're just known as oh that band that's probably never going to get back together yeah (laughs) and i feel like if you're even um somewhat of a smaller band still not small because like being small small is you can do whatever you want um but once you start gaining some attention you kind of need to grab at it and keep going and if you wait too long on things i feel like it all slows down and maybe it won't come back mm-hmm. you know that's like a big fear that i have um even though we're still a baby band you know mm. but it seems like from what i can gather things have been like very steadily moving up maybe you still think it's on like a small scale but it's like things seem to be I think moving so. in, a, in a positive direction yeah I definitely think so, but I think I think about it so much that I'm like, oh, it's been like five days since someone tweeted that they bought something from us. We're (laughs) we're nothing. Nobody's ever heard of us. This is horrible. We're losing all of our fans, you know, and it's like stuff that's like so irrelevant and doesn't even matter Mm -hmm. because like I was explaining it to my mother because she's like or no, it was my father. He was asking like, oh, your Twitter fan base didn't grow as fast as I thought it would this month. And I'm like, Dad, why are you even looking your at that? Your dad says things like yeah, that Yeah, well, too. I don't know. Yeah, my dad, um, for some reason, <laughs> looks at all of our followers and monitors our, how much we're growing. And I'm like, Dad, you realize that I could have 100,000 followers and it could still be not one person would come to the show. Like, it's not real. It doesn't matter. And... um I think that's something for myself I need to remind myself of that it doesn't matter because it's not real. It's the internet. Hmm. You know, as long as people in real life are still coming out to shows and and that's growing and I see that moving in a positive way, which is what I saw on Warped Tour, then we're all good. Right. And I would think the AP Awards and what you did with Weezer, that would have been like recently a big boost. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. It was so crazy. Yeah. How about how about for, for people listening who don't know what we're talking about, why don't you just give a synopsis of what you did with, with Weezer? Yeah. So uh, Weezer headlined the APMAs, and I sang Go Away, which is a song from their new record. I did a duet with them, which was crazy because it was in a stadium. I remember, like, that was literally the best day of my life. And, I mean, that had something to do with it, but it was just, like, all around the best time I've ever had. I had so much fun with my friends and stuff that it was just like, you know, people always ask you what the best day of your life is and I can never like pinpoint it down. But I think so far that's one of the top, top five. That's it. I mean, it was so much fun and the performance had a lot to do with that, but I think it was more just everything. Um, So I remember walking in and we pulled up in our, you know, I always said if we ever did a red carpet, we would drive in like one of like a janky van because I've always owned a janky van. Like I've owned a crappy van since I was in high school. And I would always joke like, Mm -hmm. oh, if I was going to the Grammys, I would probably pull up in my minivan or something. So we pulled up to (laughs) the red carpet in our van with trailer because we couldn't detach the trailer because it was broken. Right. And and somehow found parking somewhere underneath the thing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is actually a stadium. I didn't think about it. I thought mm. it would just be a big room or something. And I was like, well, maybe the stadium has like a small little room and it's like split off or whatever. Cause you know how they can split off Madison square garden and stuff. Mm. So I walked in to the rehearsal onto the stage. I was like, Oh, it's not split off. It's actually just the entire stadium. And I was like, but that doesn't mean anyone's here. 
Because it could be empty. There are many stages of you being skeptical about this. And they slowly got brought back down. It's like, all right, they're doing this. They're doing this. So then I was hanging out with my friends and whatever. And then we went to take our seats. And I was like, oh, so it's a stadium that's mostly filled. That actually are people here. It's like, that's interesting. And then I was like, and it's live on television. And my sister's watching it. And I was super nervous. And my friend was like, you know, Marielle, I wouldn't have done it if I was you. Do you know how many people are here? And I was like, I didn't go on yet. So I was like, I don't know how many people are here. (laughs) It's a small club gig. What are you talking about? No one's here. He's like, there are easily 10,000 people here. And on watching you on television, who even knows how many people are watching you on television? And I was like, why are you saying that to me right before I go on? Like, don't say that. But it was fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. From what I've heard other musicians say about those sorts of performances, they're just like over before you can even like, like if you're playing on a, like a talk show late night, any, any of those things where you're doing one song, they're just like over before you even realize it. Yeah, it was really quick and it didn't really feel like I was playing to um, that many people. And, you know, one of my really good friends, he stood right up front. And so I just looked at him <laughs> the whole time and it felt like I was playing like, I don't know, like a regular, really good show that we open, like a thousand people or something. Mm-hmm. It felt smaller. I mean, that's still a big show. I would be psyched if a thousand people were anywhere to see me play. Um, but, you know, it, it's not it's not as scary mm. as people think it would be. Yeah. How did that all come together? Um, I know they needed someone to sing the song because Bethany... Uh, from Best Coast who normally sings it. She was in Australia and she couldn't do it. Um, And they were looking for someone. So I think AP sent them a list of girls um, who could sing the part that were on Warp Tour and coming through. And our manager knows their manager, I think. And so they picked me. There you go. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe they picked me out of like all of the real singers that are here (laughs) on this tour. They picked me. (laughs) So you're separating yourself from real singers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there are people who have like, I'm not Mariah Carey. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can sing fine for my band and stuff, but I'm not Mariah Carey. And there are singers on Warp Tour who are like Mariah Carey. Who would that Yo, be? Yo, like BB Rex is on Warp Tour. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? She's amazing. Mm. You know, um, I don't have a voice like that. My voice is fine. But it's not like that. So that's why I was like, they picked me when they could have picked anybody. Mm. (laughs) But I think me and Bethany's voices are kind of similar. And, you know, she was really nice. She texted me when she found out and was super encouraging about Mm. about it. I was like, I've never played in front of this many people in my life. Mm. Yeah. And both and like both of you guys have also collaborated with Newfound or at Mm -hmm. least with with Jordan or maybe Chad, too. Well, um, Chad produced our record. So yes, yeah, so, um, and Jordan sang on two it. of our records, and Jordan sang a yeah. guest spot on on our record and one of my favorite songs on it. Um, and Bethany did a guest spot on their old record, Radio Surgery, um, mm. which was really cool. Yeah, cool. And how did you get to know Paramore through Chad? Yeah, um, you know, because he's engaged to Haley, um, and I hang around Chad quite a bit i mean when he was making our records we hung out Mm. you know we were hanging around all the time and uh so i met Haley, and she's cool yeah so we became friends yeah (laughs) 
you should uh you should play the Parahoy Cruise. That would be amazing, right? Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Yeah, I went last year and had a blast. You did? Yeah. Oh man. I don't know how I feel about cruises. I'd never been on one before. I what that made me think is I would love to go on another music themed cruise with artists I like, but I don't think I would want to go on a cruise. <laughs> yeah. I mean I would definitely want to go on Parahoy, especially if I was playing, but I don't know if I like cruises. Because I took a cruise once, and I remember just be. I guess it would be different if you're doing something like that. Theoretically, a bunch of my friends would be there. Theoretically. So it would be different than going on a family cruise. I don't know. Because I think most cruises, it's nothing against cruises. We're not here to trash cruises. But most of them just aren't really geared towards people in their 20s. Yeah, that's the vibe that I got when I went on a cruise. It was a lot of stuff for old people and kids. And I felt really like... It's caught in between. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I remember that cruise vividly. I got a participation trophy for the karaoke contest. I did not win. <laughs> but the participation trophy yeah it's still a trophy mm-hmm. it's it sounds like now you're back back in hoboken or visiting parents a lot of just like life work now and getting like back back to business and like sorting out yourself yeah it's really hard you know you're used to spending 24 hours a day with people and never being alone like, I don't think I would even shower alone. Like, me and my girlfriends would shower, like, I mean, not, like, together, but, like, you know, how girls go to the bathroom together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you come home and you're completely alone with nothing to do. And your whole day at Warped Tour is completely scheduled from from when you wake up to, like, the minute you go to sleep, there's stuff for you to do. Mm-hmm. And... So you're just like, you go home, you have a suitcase full of a bunch of stuff that you don't want to put away because unpacking is terrible. And you're just alone with your cat with nothing to do. It's a little difficult to adjust back to that, you know, Mm -hmm. because I mean, that is what I'm, I'm used to. But like, it's weird from being like around people so much to not being around. Yeah, it's a huge back and forth. Yeah. And I like that because I definitely need long periods of alone time, but I was actually totally fine on Warped Tour being around. Like, I, d- I didn't even think about it. And I think that's what's worse because before I would have to make a conscious effort to, like, socialize. And in the beginning, I definitely did mm-hmm. because I'm definitely someone who goes to bed early and I'm someone who doesn't just forces myself to go out because I would just stay home all the time and not do anything. And it became so natural for me at Warped to just be out and meet people and talk to everybody and make friends that at home I'm just like what how do I even watch Netflix I don't remember (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even figure out how to use Netflix they changed the interface when I was gone and I was like uh this is my favorite thing in the whole world and I can't even use it now Mm -hmm. and there's so many new shows now and I, but I, I feel like, have you heard about every the thing everyone keeps joking about is that Adam Sandler movie on Netflix? What Adam Sandler movie? The one where he's, it's I think it's called The Cobbler, where the first time I saw it, I saw the plot synopsis, and I thought it was a joke of someone making fun of Adam Sandler. The premise is that he's this guy who works at this, 
family cobbler store repairing people's shoes and I think he's kind of disillusioned with the world, maybe like kind of an Ebenezer Scrooge type. And he steps into people's shoes, literally, and sees the world through their eyes. Is this a new movie? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to watch that. I feel like I... I know people always knock Adam Sandler's movies. So you're going to take the counterpoint. You're going to be like, stop hating on Adam Sandler. I am. I'm going to take the okay. counterpoint. Um, I don't often cry during movies, but... When I watched Click, it was one of the most touching movies I've ever seen, personally. When he fast-forwarded through his entire life and he couldn't unfast-forward and then he was just alone, I bawled like a little baby. I love that movie and I will not watch it because it is so sad to me. I thought, was it Funny Guys? Is that the one that everyone hated on? Um, because they thought it was like weird and boring and serious. Or Funny People, that's what it's called. Okay. I liked that movie a lot, too. I liked all of his, pretty much everything that I've seen by Adam Sandler. I really liked the new stuff, definitely. Mm -hmm. The older stuff, I'm going to be someone, I'm going to be the really unpopular person. I did not like <laughs> Billy Madison that much. <laughs> That's the one where he's a kid, right? Where yeah. he's like, a, mm -hmm. okay, I didn't like that one. The one where he's like a golf player. I didn't really like that one. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. I didn't like those, but I like the movies everyone hates that he does now wow. so i i don't know maybe i have bad taste <laughs> you just jogged my memory i saw now i'm remembering how click was such an emotional movie i saw that at the movie theater at menlo park mall do you yeah. know what i'm talking about um i do know where that mall is but i i don't think i've been to that movie theater i haven't been to okay. that one but i know i know the mall menlo mall is like peak mall i think for central jersey yeah, we, see, got we go malls. to Garden State. Okay. There's some good malls. Like, I never really have gone to other malls lately because I don't really live around there anymore. And just because Menlo is Menlo, you have everything. But I totally buy it when someone says, like, no, my mall is better. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're probably right. Um, well, if they're in New Jersey, they might be right. But if they live anywhere else, they're absolutely wrong. Unless they live by the Mall of America. But that's not even – that's like a city. Mm -hmm. I've heard. I, yeah. I haven't been – but I've been to plenty of malls because off days on tour is like mall day. And there are no malls like the malls in Jersey. The malls in Jersey are the best. Yeah, I read somewhere online and I couldn't believe if this was true or not or if it was just out of context. But that there had been no actual malls like indoor malls built in something like 20 years. Like it's just a dying really? thing. Yeah. But, but what do teenagers do? If they don't, if there are no more malls, at home on Tumblr. Oh my that's god, all it is, is that the way at it's home going? Because we would go to Tumblr's the mall, a new mall, and we would convince. I remember we would see all the scary movies, and we had to convince people to buy us tickets because we were too young to buy tickets mm. for the R-rated movies. Even though we were right around the age, like my mom wouldn't have cared, but she just wasn't there. Um, and we would just hang out. And like the mall food court and what do kids do now? They just watch YouTube? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's bleak. It's pretty bleak. I mean, not that hanging out in a mall is like, you know, high class entertainment. But for a kid, it was like the only place you got to be alone, you know, unless you like, 
you know, snuck into like a park right when it got dark and hung out there or like something like that. Um, just kind of loitered around outside places. Mm-hmm. Loitering. You know, I thought when I grew up, I would grow out of loitering and it turned into a career path of sitting in parking lots doing nothing. Adult loitering. Yeah. Which feels exactly the same as it did then. Like, you know, mm-hmm. my friend was making fun of me the other day. He was like, you look like such a teenager. Just like sitting on that curb, like loitering, doing nothing. Watching your friend skateboard. Like like you... drinking a Mountain Dew. Yeah. Or a Slurpee I, maybe. I think I was drinking a Mellow Yellow or something. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh man. You would think that I would have grown out of whatever is happening right now, but I guess Warp Tour and stuff brings out the teenager and yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good note to end on because that's pretty much all I had on my end. Warp Tour brings out the teens. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you're just kind of like gradually aging back? I feel like physically I aged way beyond my time. <laughs> And emotionally, I went back to being like mm. a teen girl. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I'll just level out yeah. and feel like an adult again soon. Mm. <laughs> cool. Well, <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming out, Marielle. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Cool. Me and my girlfriends would shower, like, I mean, not like together, but like, you know how girls go to the bathroom together mm-hmm. um and you know you come home and you're completely alone with nothing to do and your whole day at warp tour is completely scheduled from from when you wake up to like the minute you go to sleep there's stuff for you to do mm-hmm. and so you're just like you go home you have a suitcase full of a bunch of stuff that you don't want to put away because unpacking is terrible and you're just alone with your cat with nothing to do. It's a little difficult to adjust back to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, that is what I'm I'm used to, but like it's weird from being like around people so much to not being around. Yeah. People it's at a all. huge back and forth. Yeah. And I like that because I definitely need long periods of alone time, but I was actually totally fine on Warped Tour being around. Like, I, d- I didn't even think about it. And I think that's what's worse. Because before, I would have to make a conscious effort to, like, socialize. And in the beginning, I definitely did. Mm-hmm. Because I'm definitely someone who goes to bed early. And I'm someone who doesn't just forces myself to go out. Because I would just stay home all the time and not do anything. And it became so natural for me at Warped to just be out and meet people and talk to everybody and make friends that at home I'm just like what how do I even watch Netflix I don't remember (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even figure out how to use Netflix they changed the interface when I was gone and I was like uh this is my favorite thing in the whole world and I can't even use it now Mm -hmm. and there's so many new shows now and I but I I feel like have you heard about every the thing everyone keeps joking about is that Adam Sandler movie on Netflix. What Adam Sandler movie? The one where he's it's I think it's called The Cobbler where the first time I saw it I saw the plot synopsis and I thought it was a joke of someone making fun of Adam Sandler. The premise is that he's this guy who works at this family cobbler store repairing people's shoes and I think he's kind of disillusioned with the world, maybe like kind of an Ebenezer Scrooge type. 
and he steps into people's shoes literally and sees the world through their eyes. Is this a new movie? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to watch that. I feel like I I know people always knock Adam Sandler's movies. So you're going to you're going to take the counterpoint. You're going to be like stop hating on Adam Sandler. I am. I'm going to take the okay. counterpoint. Um I don't often cry during movies. But when I watched Click, it was one of the most touching movies I've ever seen, personally. When he fast-forwarded through his entire life and he couldn't unfast-forward and then he was just alone, I bawled like a little baby. I love that movie and I will not watch it because it is so sad to me. I thought, was it Funny Guys? Is that the one that everyone hated on? Um, Because they thought it was like weird and boring and serious. Or Funny People, that's what it's called. Okay. I liked that movie a lot too. I liked all of his, pretty much everything that I've seen by Adam Sandler. I really liked the new stuff, definitely. Mm-hmm. The older stuff, I'm going to be someone, I'm going to be the really unpopular person. I did not like <laughs> Billy Madison that much. <laughs> That's the one where he's a kid, right? Where yeah. he's like, a, mm-hmm. okay, I didn't like that one. The one where he's like a golf player. I didn't really like that one. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. I didn't like those, but I like the movies everyone hates that he does now so i i don't know maybe i have bad taste (laughs) you just jogged my memory i saw now i'm remembering how click was such an emotional movie i saw that at the movie theater at menlo park mall do you know what i'm talking about um i do know where that mall is but i I don't think i've been to that movie theater i haven't been to that one but i know i know the mall menlo mall is like peak mall i think for central jersey yeah, we, so got we go malls. to Garden State. Okay. There's some good malls. Like, I never really have gone to other malls lately because I don't really live around there anymore. And just because Menlo is Menlo, you have everything. But I totally buy it when someone says, like, no, my mall is better. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're probably right. Um, well, if they're in New Jersey, they might be right. But if they live anywhere else, they're absolutely wrong. Unless they live by the Mall of America. But that's not even – that's like a city. Mm-hmm. I've heard. I, yeah. I haven't been – but I've been to plenty of malls because off days on tour is like mall day. And there are no malls like the malls in Jersey. The malls in Jersey are the best. Yeah, I read somewhere online and I couldn't believe if this was true or not or if it was just out of context. But that there had been no actual malls like indoor malls built in something like 20 years. Like it's just a dying really? thing. Yeah. But, but what do teenagers do? If they don't, if there are no more malls, at home on Tumblr. Oh my that's god, all it is, is that the way at it's home going? On Tumblr. Because we would go to Tumblr's the, mall, the new mall, and we would convince. I remember we would see all the scary movies, and we had to convince people to buy us tickets because we were too young to buy tickets mm. for the R-rated movies. Even though we were right around the age, like my mom wouldn't have cared, but she just wasn't there. Um, and we would just hang out. And like the mall food court and what do kids do now? They just watch YouTube? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's bleak. It's pretty bleak. I mean, not that hanging out in a mall is like, you know, high class entertainment. But for a kid, it was like the only place you got to be alone, you know, unless you like, you know, snuck into like a park right when it got dark and hung out there or like something like that um just kind of loitered around outside places Mm -hmm. 
loitering. You know, I thought when I grew up, I would grow out of loitering and it turned into a career path of sitting in parking lots doing nothing. Adult loitering. Yeah. Which feels exactly the same as it did then. Like, you know, Mm. my friend was making fun of me the other day. He was like, you look like such a teenager, just like sitting on that curb, like loitering, doing nothing, watching your friend skateboard. Like Like drinking a Mountain Dew or a Slurpee maybe. I think I was drinking a Mellow Yellow or something. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, you would think that I would have grown out of whatever is happening right now. But I guess Warped Tour and stuff brings out the teenager and everybody. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good note to end on because that's pretty much all I had on my end. Warp Tour brings out the teens. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like you're just kind of like gradually aging back? I feel like physically I aged way beyond my time. (laughs) And emotionally I went back to being like Mm. a teen girl. It's bad. Hopefully, I'll just level out yeah. and feel like an adult again soon. Mm. <laughs> cool. Well, <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming out, Marielle. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Cool. I got all the notes that you left for me. So that concludes another episode of the Alt and Our Stars. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast by clicking the iTunes link towards the bottom of the story. You can also... Uh, Listen to some archived episodes there. Got Speedy Ortiz, Potty Mouth, Chris Bayo from Vampire Weekend. Lots of good stuff going back months and months. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for future episodes. One runs every Friday afternoon around noon, 1 p.m. on Billboard.com. So, until next week, have a good weekend, everybody. Peace. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.